0: Jackie left to go to hell on earth. So this is the Sam and Justin Karate Unspecial on Stinker Man. What's that smell? I
1: don't
2: know about you, but I'm thirsty as fuck. Thirsty, thirsty, thirsty as fuck. Hey, look at this! Thrill me. If you come back in here, I'm going to hit you with so many rights, you're going to beg for a left.
0: Thrill me. For Threw
2: me.
1: Hey, look at me! No! What?
2: Hang on! It stinks! Hang on! Get to the top yeah. Stinker. should say martial arts on special. It's, it's, it's not karate. That doesn't it's have a ring. Fu, it's kung fu. That doesn't have a good it's, ring to it. I don't care. Okay,
0: fuck you. <laughs> Uh, this is the karate slash taekwondo slash ninjutsu slash judo
2: slash aikido special. <laughs> is, what's wrong with just saying martial arts on special? <laughs> It's because it doesn't sound good. Karate unspecial doesn't sound any different. It sounds awesome. It the doesn't. karate unspecial is like... There's like almost no karate in it. That's the, the problem.
0: If, if you went to a restaurant and ordered the karate unspecial, I'm pretty sure you would get something awesome. Whereas if you order the martial arts unspecial, you're going to get like fruit pie. <laughs> it's not awesome. Karate unspecial is
2: awesome. It's also Wrong. <laughs> wrong. Wrong.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm your host, Justin with me is always Sam and Jackie, except Jackie's not here. Jackie is very quiet today for some reason, mostly because she went to a shithole, a shithole called Winnemucca, Nevada. (laughs) Sorry, anybody living in Winnemucca? Wait, there's like only six people living in Nevada. So I think we're safe there. Uh, her niece graduated high school.
2: Oh, it wasn't just a casino run. No, why would you make a casino I run? I know people that to... think that it's better than jackpot and they're idiots.
0: Who are these people and where should where where what kind of prison should we put them in?
2: They d- did it to themselves. They go to Winnemucca prison. Right. So, okay, it's just the
0: Winnemucca it's a prison. It's
2: self-scavenger. You don't have to worry about it. They're they're doing it. They're punishing themselves by going to Winnemucca.
0: How what what percentage of our listeners worldwide? Actually, screw the worldwide. Let's just go nationwide has even heard of Winnemucca, Nevada. The Probably the L.A. people. Yeah. Maybe.
2: Only if they have to, because that's the thing, even with the L.A. people, if you're not going to Idaho or Montana, you're not ever going to go there.
0: No. It, it's just the worst fucking place on earth. Now, let me give you some aspects that may seem awesome. Uh, I just got
2: a, a tweet here. It looks like we had 400 <laughs> listeners. In Winnemucca, and they're all gone. So now we're they're down to a zero die listeners. Die of gonorrhea right. and rotten hell. That's what it says right here.
0: Uh, there's casinos. There's gambling. Yeah. Uh, there is prostitutes. No. Yeah, no, There, there's a brothel right next to the pizza place.
2: Oh, is there? Yeah. yeah. There's, I know that there's that, like, one of the more famous ones is on the highway, you know, a couple hours south. It's like this sort of, like, trailer combine with... Yeah. It's been painted pink, and there's a limo out front.
0: You probably get more services at that one, I'm guessing. Yeah. This well, it's it, there's a brothel next to the fucking pizza place.
2: There you what? get the old uh, silk glove tug job down right. there. <laughs> How much extra does that cost? Here, nothing.
0: You <laughs> have to wear gloves because yeah. you're infected. <laughs> uh you walk out of this pizza place with children because kids love pizza. You know, adult people don't just go to the pizza place, right? No. You take your family there. You walk out of it and then there's this bright, like one of those, uh, uh, the, the ballast of the neon sign sure. going, mmm, <laughs> get your titties here.
2: <laughs> yeah. You, when the electric sign is so electric that you actually hear it.
0: Right, right. This is where you can put things inside of people. <laughs> oh,
2: God. You're full of pizza? Now fill up one of these ladies with wiener. Just...
0: <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> I don't...
2: Next to the pizza place.
0: Next to the pizza place. But then you've got okay, so I, I'm not a patron of the prostitute services, sure. but uh if I was, I'm assuming Winnamucket isn't like the top tier. Uh <laughs>
2: hey, the way that they have it is so weird because it, it's illegal outside of inside the major cities, right. technically. So right. it's actually places like this that you go to I guess for that true. sort of thing, yeah. right? Right. Uh yeah. And you can get pizza, too.
0: (laughs) I am a patron of the gambling industry. I I fucking love gambling. I hate the slots. Uh, I like the slots. I like the craps. uh, Blackjack,
2: $2 blackjack, not bad.
0: Yeah, Uh, I've never gotten brave enough to do the poker, but... uh,
2: You're playing against other people. So I think with poker, it's weird, because I've done poker in Nevada before, and it's like, if you go to Vegas, you actually want to play poker because you're playing mm-hmm. against other people. Right. The house in Vegas is rough to beat. Right. But the people that are playing poker are actually like there because they know, I know I can't fucking beat the house. Whereas if you go to these smaller places, play against the house, they have a little bit more of a return, and that's mm-hmm. how they get people to come back is you, you win here and there.
0: Right, right. Uh, however, none of that takes place in Winnemucca. No. It is nursing home gambling. And I don't mean because it's filled with old people. It's that feel of, like, going into a nursing home. It smells weird. Everything smells weird. Oh, the walls are all taupe. Yeah. Uh
2: So it's like if you go into a winner's casino, the carpet smells like ivory soap. Huh. Like, what is going on here? This place smells, like, musty and soapy.
0: Right. Right. But it's also, like, disturbingly quiet. Yeah. There's no bells. There's no whistles. There's no waitresses walking around. Nobody's drinking. Uh-huh. Because I guess they just want to gamble, which sucks. Yeah. Like, as much as I like gambling, I need the alcohol because I need to, like, not pay attention to how badly I'm fucking my own life. Yeah,
2: you, you would not take it in the shorts as hard as you're taking it in the shorts if you weren't drunk. Right. And at the same time, in certain places that are fun to gamble, what you're really doing is replacing... It's the same cost as, like, going to a downtown area in a major city and getting drunk downtown because of the drinks are so expensive. Right. So you're like oh, I'm going to drop to hundo, but I'm going to have a blast and I'm going to get, like, forget half of the night wasted.
0: The fun thing is, beyond all that, Jackie sent me a text message. There was a bloody fingerprint in her hotel room. Oh, There was some splatter on the ceiling and a bullet hole in it. Yay. Yay. That's, uh, that's at the Motel fucking 6. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that's yeah. not like, that's not the brothel hotel that this happened in this is the highways motel six somebody either shot themselves or somebody came in and shot somebody else
2: oh wow and, yeah and
0: so she had asked for a different room
2: <laughs> there's still dead people in here could you can you put me somewhere else <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: they they pay they're, they're paid up for the week so we have to leave sure. the corpses there right well
2: technically no one is alive in here so <laughs> it's still a vacancy uh yeah i had to stay in winnemucca about Four, three months, two months ago, something like that. And it was because I was going to a funeral in Central California. And there's no reason to fly because you would have to drive five hours anyway. And on the way back, we had to stop in Winnemucca because it was just too much road over three days. Mm-hmm. And I went into the Winnemucca Inn, which is like the third biggest casino. And I'm like, I'm going to hit the slots. I go out. It's quiet. Nobody's there. Nobody's drinking. Nobody's doing anything. Nobody's having fun. And so me and my brother's wife are like, no, this is stupid. Fuck. We can't even gamble here. So then I go, like, well, I'm going to try to get at least half buzzed while I'm here. So I talk, I go to the manager and I'm like, is there even a liquor store in this town? He's like, yeah, it's actually just right behind here. Tell him that, with, let's say his name's Mike, right? Uh-huh. Tell him Mike from the Winnemucca Inn sent you. <laughs> and I'm like, really? Did you just fucking do that? <laughs> and now I'm compelled to say that because no one's ever done that to me before, right? Right. Uh, so I go to the liquor store and it's a nice, gal and in fact i probably wouldn't have done it if it wouldn't have been a cute lady behind the counter okay so i buy this like pint of jack daniels and i set it on the counter and i'm like mike from the Winnemucca Inn sent me and she just looks at me and she goes well tell him donna sent you back (laughs) and i was like that's good uh so then I didn't get back into the Winnemucca Inn and it's weird and it was like neon and I couldn't even drink the pint. It was just like I, my most pleasant story, having been to Winnemucca probably 30 times, having to drive through it, is tell Donna, tell Mike that Donna sent you back. That's yeah, the that's, only good thing that's, that's ever happened to me thing. in Winnemucca, Nevada. Right.
0: And that's where Jackie went and I feel bad for her. But that's why she's not here. Uh, so Sam and I are going to do a, uh, a martial, martial, martial arts unspecial. unspecial. Uh showcasing some movies. We don't have a movie this week because uh, we we're not just we're just not going to do one without Jackie. Yeah. Uh so but we do have some movies to talk about, which we will get to later. But I want to first start out uh the karate unspecial. Martial um, arts. Shut up. And uh say, hey, uh follow us on sneakermandness.com, go to facebook.com forward slash twitter.com madness twitter.com all that shit uh support us on patreon uh otherwise we will send the karate unspecialists to your door so do that
2: why would anybody be worried about a karate unspecialist
0: uh they're so unspecial? unspecial at karate that they in fact actually just use guns
2: i actually have formed my own martial art mm-hmm. it's called uh chan chuck doe <laughs> And uh, it's my moves based on watching Jackie Chan and Chuck Norris movies. Okay, all right. I That's... I don't think I've ever beat anybody up with it.
0: You know, I've seen some things. I've, I've I'm I'm seeing I'm learning some stuff by watching these yeah. karate movies. I think I've got the ability
2: now. Yeah, it's sort of like it makes you sweaty enough that you're ready to watch cops afterwards, right? Which
0: right? <laughs> you're probably going to be on cops because you're going to try the, your car, oh, your shit, no. unspecial karate no. on somebody. And I,
2: I would never I would never use my my Chuck Chando no, on another human being. <laughs> uh
0: That's against the mantra? Yeah. Okay. you get punched
2: in the face (laughs) that way. I don't like that. I don't like that at all.
0: All right, Sam. uh, We've got a major discussion to have. Uh, Mostly major. It's pretty major. I mean, and it's a hotly debated topic. Sure. But what we're going to do is give the world our top five martial arts movie stars. Sure. Uh, You want to start here, Sam?
2: Yeah. And I'm actually going to start to say, and I'm going to start by prefacing that Bruce Lee is not on this list for me.
0: For me either.
2: And neither is Chuck Norris, even though Chuck Norris probably like he's sort of like on the out he's the kind of the legend that lives over there, maybe. Um and Walker Texas Ranger took him down so many bags. <laughs> even though if you love bad movies, Walker Texas Ranger is bad movie of the show. Right. It's hilarious. Yeah, it is.
0: Uh it's as good as Tarzan. Tarzan.
2: But really my list is the other people besides Jackie Chan. Okay. Because we talk about Bruce Lee being the man, the myth, and the legend. Mm-hmm. And that this this giant shadow that he casts that can, is inex, this inescapable shadow of Bruce Lee. Right. And I think that right now, in reality, there is a very large shadow that Bruce Lee cast sitting on the side of a mountain that Jackie built.
0: Yes, like, I agree with
2: It's that. a big shadow mm-hmm. against the side of a mountain. Jackie Chan is the man.
0: He's the mountain itself.
2: Yes. In terms of... Uh, Kung Fu films. There's nobody else. There's the guy's unbelievable. Uh,
0: there's zero. And
2: VR. if you've never seen Police Story, mm-hmm. go watch the movie that made Raymond Chow of Golden Harvest say, "You have to hire your own stuntmen, or I'm never fucking making a movie for you again." Right. And even his own stuntmen are like, "We're never fucking doing that again." Right. Jackie's is, is like, "I'll do it." Yeah. So I'll do it instead. I'll get hit by a fucking helicopter mm-hmm. and have a hole in my head for the rest of my life. True? Because that's the kind of stuntman I am. But he's like writing and producing and directing half of these things too. Yeah. No, he's He's, he's brilliant.
0: He's a generational talent. He's
2: the, it's a, he's the great one. He's the Gretzky of karate movies, if you want to call it that. I, I don't even think Wayne Gretzky He's the goat. The, G- Wayne Gretzky's not even the Jackie Chan of hockey. No. Let's put it like that. Yeah,
0: right, right, right. He hasn't he hasn't reached that level. Like I there's I, I couldn't think of anybody in sports that I would compare to that.
2: No, you can't. The volume and the skill is unparalleled. Maybe maybe Muhammad Ali would be the closest. No, he lost too many fights.
0: But he lost too many fights.
2: Yeah, if if Rocky Marciano was eighty and 0 instead of forty nine and 0 maybe we talk about him. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. but still there's like Check a chairman hunter hundred movies and he got killed in half of them. If he was somebody else.
0: Right. And he wrote and directed and started like all of, well, he wrote and directed
2: like 30% of them. Right.
0: Uh, number five for you, Sam.
2: Before I go to number five, okay. I have to mention two people that didn't make the list that is are this part, associated. This is, is, is Jackie Chan part two.
0: Is this uh, procrastination also part of your Chuck Kwon Do? Chuck
2: Chando? Chuck Chando? Yeah, Chuck. Well, there's a lot of staring in Chuck Chando. <laughs> uh, yeah, so usually Chuck Chando is you just sort of stare at somebody until a bus hits you. Okay, that's how that works. Um, when we talk about Jackie Chan, uh, Samuel Hung and Young Bao. Young Bao. Which he's the third in the Wheels on Meals uh-huh, right. and uh, Project A. If you've it's never seen Project A. He's not know.
0: really a Kung Fu guy,
2: though, too much. Yun Bao, when we talk about Bruce Lee, like the idea, oh, you got to move like water. You got to Yun Bao's movement is mm-hmm. as fluid and as quick as anything I've ever seen in my life. That guy actually moves like water. Okay. He is amazingly gifted as a martial artist, and he never really gets any due. And it's because he's part of Jackie's crew. And uh, they both went on their own way. Samo did his own thing, but mm-hmm. they're they're all Jackie's crew, right? Right, right. And they were originally part of what was called the Seven Treasures, but they're the three that were the sort of biggest deal out of
0: it. Because Wheels on Meals is one of the greatest movies oh, of all God.
2: time. I fucking love Project A too. I Project A fucking fantastic. Love Project yeah. A. Anyway, yeah. So number five for me is Wes Snipes, even though he's number like my favorite because he's number five because uh he can actually act and so he gets other
0: jobs. But in when you say act, I put a oh, question mark. Dude, New Jack City, come
2: on. I know that Passenger fifty seven, come on. Dude, Passenger 57's awesome. <laughs> Expendables three, come on. Okay, Expendables three is yeah, that's not good. <laughs> it's not that he wasn't doing good, it's just that he was doing so much and everybody else wasn't doing anything. Jingle Jango. Chico Stop like, it. <laughs> stop acting. You know who you're with, right? You realize who's around you. You're going to stick out like a sore thumb doing that. Uh, but in, in his mainline build, the, when Wesley Snipes gets top billing, mm-hmm. it's generally a martial arts film, right? It's for the most part, uses He uses, yeah. he uses yeah. his karate he in does. Passenger 57, yeah. Art of War, Blade. all of those, uh, Drop Zone. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he's as fast as anybody. He's got fast hands. And feet. I mean, he's a bad dude. That was Snipes.
0: Yeah, he is. And the thing that I understand about Wesley Snipes is not that he can do all that stuff, but he shows others how to do all that stuff. I Like, for instance, Blade, I think he was responsible for, like, 50% of the fight choreography.
2: Yeah, it's weird when you start listening to some of these uh, movie commentaries with who's really good at choreography, mm-hmm. and they won't credit themselves. But if Wes Snipes is in the movie he's probably going to redo all the choreography if you got a choreographer. Right. So don't even bother with it. And like when this is sort of not nor here there we're there but like Nick Cage is the same way I guess. Okay. Uh with <laughs> <laughs> that if you have he'll be like you guys don't know what you're doing let me redo your choreography and you're like wow that's fucking amazing i didn't realize that he was such a great action choreographer he
0: did so good in national treasure as far as the uh i don't think he was allowed <laughs> to do the
2: action choreography there that was the problem
0: no you're talking about um kick ass uh, kick ass he did that I the know
2: only that good the first kick ass has this set piece that is fucking amazing mm-hmm. and when you watch it with the commentary you just, like, take all the filmmakers down a peg because the best part of their movie, Nick Cage came up with because they right. had a shit scene. And then he just was like, give me a, a couple hours and I'm going to give you the best set piece in your fucking movie.
0: The only scene I could put above that is the hallway fight from Old Boy. Yeah. I mean, it's that good. It's that where fucking you're good. You're talking about in the same category as Old Boy. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, Wesley Snipes is awesome. Uh, always bet on black. And I did not put him in my top five. Sure. My number five, Scott Atkins. Scott Atkins is number six. Ooh, yeah. There's still room for Scott Atkins to grow. He's still, I mean, the reason he's five for me is because he hasn't hit that home run. Sure. He hasn't had the opportunity for it. And when you get the opportunity for it, some director is like, everything has to be in slow motion because slow motion is cool. And he's the one guy you don't want in slow motion because he can do everything. He
2: can kick you three times while he's in the air. Yes. And he does it in the movie and you're like, he ain't using wires, kids. Right. That guy's fucking fast.
0: He is. If if we lived in a universe where vigilantism could work. Yeah. Scott Atkins would be the head of the Avengers.
2: It was funny when they recast Batman mm-hmm. that he was actually on the list. Right. And nobody, he didn't make the short list, but it was funny that anyone that had seen Scott Atkins was like, fuck, nobody's seen this guy enough. Otherwise he would get it and he would fucking be Batman.
0: He would dominate as Batman. Yeah. Uh, No, that guy can fucking kick a guy. (laughs) It's
1: crazy. Uh,
0: Hopefully we will see his career will bloom at some point. Sammy,
2: what do you got next? I lied. My number four is Scott Atkins. Scott Atkins! <laughs> <laughs> Who did you think your number four was? Who's your six now? Uh, no, I didn't. I thought I, I didn't realize. I was like, wait, Scott's number six. I don't have a number six. Number six is Yun Bao and uh, Sam Hong. Yeah, Sam O'Han. Scott's four. Right. And Scott would be under Jackie if he had more work. Right.
0: Yeah, I mean, Hard Target 2 should have been that launching point for him. Uh, you know, because you've got that awesome foundation in Hard Target One, and then it's just nothing like Hard Target at was, all. It just
2: sucks. It was so budgeted that they couldn't even do anything but with Scott. Atkins. Other than slow him fucking down, it was a shit. It was a pile of shit. But that movie he, pissed me off.
0: He did have that break in uh, uh, Doctor Strange, which I think is a fantastic fucking movie, a visual art masterpiece.
2: He actually got. He's done another mar- uh, Marvel just because of how fast he is. I think he's been. Sort of extra non-speaking role a couple times right, for them,
0: right? So maybe we'll maybe we'll, that'll help him out a little.
2: Hopefully, yeah.
0: Uh, my number four is Show who is a ninja.
2: <laughs> he's a ninja. There's
0: the, that's, no other way to describe. No,
2: him. he says he's a ninja, and you can't really argue with him.
0: What he's, he'll fucking cut your throat if you do. Well, and you or, won't even
2: know it's him. Like even if you were to argue with him, he just present the other side of an argument like, okay, go find me a better Ninja than me
0: there. I don't think that there is a better Ninja. He's
2: the only Ninja.
0: He's the only Ninja on the planet.
2: And then his son Kane mm-hmm. one Ninja warrior, or he did. not That's right. Is that he made the platform one second too late, uh, but he climbed out Midoriyama. Yeah. So that's a big deal. Apparently even the descendants are fucking ninjas.
0: Yes. Uh th- and we'll talk more about Shokusugi later because we've got uh, some ninja stuff to address later. Sure, and uh, he's
2: number three on my list, so we're just gonna keep talking about him right now.
0: The thing is about Shokusugi is he is fantastic at martial arts. Like he is the he's the model for weapon martial arts. Sure, and none of because you think about the other guys on our list, none of them are really known for using weapons. But he is a weapons artist. Yes. He no, I mean he can use any of them. The you know the, the katanas, the staffs, the uh, those ninja claws, um, any ninja bullshit lollipops he, that explode. Yeah, right. He has trained with them extensively, which is an art in itself. Because if you think about what it takes to be to master something, you usually need to focus on that one thing. But he's able to do it all with all those different things. He's a ninja. He's a fucking ninja. Uh it's also unfortunate that he is just one of the hardest people on the planet to understand. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, but that, that actually adds some charm. Oh, it to adds
0: it. it adds charm to it for people who enjoy ironic film watching like us. But he
2: would have been a bigger
0: deal. He would have been a bigger deal if he had been able to westernize himself as much as Jackie Chan. Now that sucks to say. Yeah. Um but it's it's the honest Truth, he, we Hollywood makes more money than anybody else.
2: He needed a voice coach. He needed he didn't a voice get coach. One.
0: Yeah. Uh yeah, he's I fucking will I will go to my grave loving Shokasugi.
2: Absolutely. And yeah, the movies, even though his volume isn't very large, the quality is there.
0: Oh, it's it's I, I the only movie I've ever seen with Shokasugi in it that I didn't like was that Rucker Howard Blind Ninja movie.
2: They the the worst Telling of Zatoichi ever
0: right, and the best part of that film is the Shokusugi scene. Yeah, so whatever, man. Everything he's ever done is he's one hundred percent for me.
2: Oh yeah, uh, Sam. Well, since we're back to your third because he was my third.
0: Oh my god,
2: <laughs> I just said that a minute ago too.
0: <laughs> you don't have anything to add to what I? Just no, I think ran we just out.
2: ran we ran Shokusugi about as hard as we could. Okay, and we're gonna talk about him later. So. Right,
0: my number three is jcvd
2: jc didn't make the list for okay
0: me. that's fine uh i fucking love john claude i yeah. love him as a human being i love him as a comedian
2: even knowing that he used to steal people's lunches that's because you know that right you heard that from someone whose lunch he stole
0: right uh, i'd like that <laughs> <laughs> i kind of
2: like jc stole your lunch yeah <laughs> All right, well, here's a credit card. He's not going to buy anything, by the way. Right. Just don't put your lunch in the fridge. Otherwise, JC is going to eat it. That's hilarious just, to me. He just goes in. Are all these, all these all of your lunches? <laughs> <Right>. No. <laughs> Why are you eating other people's lunches? I don't Stop know. It. Stop it. <laughs> and he won't. He just right. eats other people's lunches.
0: Uh, no, he's he's awesome. And I loved that Jean-Claude Van Johnson show because he is so. It's it's a shame that it got canceled. Um, But he's the straight man. Telling outlandish jokes. Sure. And then he role changes constantly because he's a spy. Yeah. So he has to play Jean Claude Van Damme, playing Jean Claude Van Damme, oh, the actor, fun. while also playing all these other spy roles. And then there's a time cop deal where huh. a JCVD from the future, but it's not JCVD, it's like George Dam. Okay. Is just this, like, he's. This guy that's just obsessed with Time Cop, but he's like a drooler as well. <laughs> and JCVD kills it. And, and so that's my thing is like with Wesley Snipes. I'm sorry. I don't think he's that good of an actor. I think JCVD is that good of an actor.
2: I think he is now. He, and I think that there was a corner that he turned that. He became self-aware, mm-hmm. and I think that took him a while. Right, but once he became self-aware, he became like a world treasure.
0: Right, because that '80s and '90s John Claude Van Damme is just—he's just a coked up walking dick. dick. A coke- hes a huge penis yeah. walking into the room and kicking people.
2: Whereas when Seagal became self-aware, he became human shit. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. No. It, the, the the writing and directing that he does, getting his family involved in filmmaking. Um. It's just fantastic. His
2: daughter's a smoke show.
0: Right. Poof. Uh, um, and then, and then back, you travel back in time to those 80s and 90s walking penis movies. And that face shake bullshit. Oh, God. The splits. His, like, and his butt being everywhere. Oh, man. Like, it's just, uh. the tropes of Jean-Claude Van Damme are staples of, He's, like, nobody else can say that. No. I've got three things I do in every movie. Uh-huh. Arnold's the closest and he's only got one.
2: Exactly. And it's like you find out those three things and you're like, well, why didn't you just make your stage name Steve Cockhammer? Right. (laughs) Right. Why stop here? Right. (laughs) Go all the way with it. (laughs) I love him. But yeah, I, I love him too. I've probably seen Bloodsport 50 fucking times. And I've actually watched Time Cop a lot. Yeah. I don't know what it was when I was like 15. That shit spoke to me for whatever reason. Maybe you're George Dam. Maybe. Yeah. Travel back in
0: time to meet JCVD.
2: You're number two. two. Sonny Chiba. Sonny Chiba. Sonny Chiba is my number two.
0: Okay. What's, what's Explain your love with Sonny Chiba because I enjoy Sonny Chiba, but I don't love him like
2: you do. I think that the thing with Sonny Chiba is I didn't love him like Roman did until mm-hmm. I just kept watching Sonny Chiba movies. Right. And. Sonny's just fucking rad. That's the only way I can describe it. He does a lot of different things too. Mm -hmm. Like, Sonny's a pretty good actor. It's weird when to tell that somebody's a good actor when you're watching all these foreign language movies because there's like a. You have to see him do enough things, right? Mm Because it doesn't directly translate because we don't speak the language. We don't really know. But I've seen Sonny do so fucking much at this point that I'm like, God, I fucking love Sonny Chiba. And there's a couple of movies that really stand out where he plays these different characters that like in uh, lady Ginza one, she cat gambler. Mm-hmm. He gets his butt kicked for like the first half of the movie. You're like, what's going on with Sonny Chiba. And then there's a gear change. It's like uh, it's a little bit uh, Miami connection and uh, he fucking kills everybody. And you're like, what the fuck Sonny Chiba?
0: Nice. Yeah. Uh, I will grant him two things. That, A, along your lines, he's probably the most diverse as far as the roles he will take in, in in the martial arts genre. Because for the most part, martial arts movies are fairly formulaic. Yes. There's usually some element of revenge or crime stopping.
2: And not very many werewolf cops.
0: Not very many werewolf cops. But he, he will play anything. Yeah. He will do any karate script, whatever, add some... Uh, supernatural bullshit to it. Why not?
2: Why not? Let's
0: do Let's go for it. And the other thing I will give him is out of everybody on our lists, he's easily the coolest looking.
2: Yeah. And I think one of the things that is so he is cool. Uh, He's also very large for a Japanese Mm -hmm. man. Mm-hmm. He's physically imposing, right? And it's he's intimidating. He's got everything. He's got a good smile. He's charming. Sonny's got it all,
0: and but he can give you the stink eye like nobody
2: else can. Absolutely, yeah. And okay. that ultimately, anyone who sees Sister Street Fighter is like, this movie's fucking awesome. Yeah. So he has one of the sort of universally loved movies that's out there mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm.
0: My number two. I'm surprised you did not uh, place
2: this man anywhere. Donnie fucking Yen. Donnie's number six. That's where we're at with six. Donnie would have been three two years ago. Really? Special ID, I just hated that character so much. Yeah. No, I am a 50 year old, 13 year old. Like, uh-huh. What is going on yeah. with this thing yeah. here? Yeah. And I, it wasn't like he should have been turning that corner for me. Yeah. Like, Special ID should have been his rumble in the Bronx mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's not right. Rumble in the Bronx is fucking amazing. And especially he's like missed opportunity after missed opportunity. Yeah. And that's why he's not on my top five.
0: Now. No, I understand that. And even, even the monkey King is arguably for maybe some people hard to watch and would yes. knock him down. I think it's a masterpiece. Monkey King is incredible. He, that is one of the most insane acting performances I've ever seen a human being do. And there, I, I can't. How bad would the Monkey King have been if anybody else had been the Monkey King besides Donnie Yen? That's his talent is transcendent to me. Uh, not to mention all of the actual real martial arts movies that he's in. Um, or, or I just I think he's never. I the weird thing is is I don't really enjoy all those movies. I enjoy him, though, because yeah. he's so fucking physically gifted yeah. uh, that it's like it's comical almost how gifted he is.
2: He's also when we talk about people that these these guys are all show fighters, mm-hmm. not real fighters. I have heard from all sources that Donnie Yen will fucking kick your ass. I can't it doesn't imagine matter no. yeah. if he wasn't a, if he wasn't making more money doing what he's doing the MMA would be owned by him for yeah, years. Right,
0: right. Number one? Jackie. Jackie Chan. Me too. Of course. It's got to be. Of, of course.
2: Because it's like, we should change it. Is it karate movie? Is it martial arts movie? They're Chan movies. I mean, it's right. he did it. It's his fucking genre. It
0: is. He has created a style of action movies yeah. that... St- is so wanted to be replicated, but impossible to be replicated. For instance, I think of him not just kicking guys, but specifically his prop use in fight scenes. The way that he choreographs objects around him is exactly what I am trying to do in my novel. Whenever I think of an action sequence that I'm trying to write, I think of Jack. what would Jackie Chan do in this sequence? What would he grab? What would he throw at this person who's attacking him? How is he using this chair that's sitting there? Mm -hmm. That's how I think of action sequences, is what would Jackie do?
2: Exactly. And he sort of we watch a lot of Shaw brothers movies and we talk about the Shaw brothers mm-hmm. movies and the streaming do's and downs and things like that. And that the Shaw brothers had, there's five or six guys that probably are like eight through 15 on this list. Right. If we were to go right, that deep, right. but, and th- th- their filmmaking style with the wires and it's all very inventive. And at the sort of their tail end, and it, it, they overlapped for a while. They kept making movies for about 20 years after he started with a uh, uh, golden harvest mm-hmm. and where he took things, that was set. The foundation that the Shaw Brothers built, they had no idea the fucking mansion that he was going to put on top of that foundation. Right, like it was amazing. It's like, oh, look what you guys are doing with wires? Watch what I do by jumping through things.
0: He, it's it's like Black Sabbath. Like that music didn't exist. Yes, now four guys: a drummer, a bass player, a singer, and a guitarist. It exists but their music had never existed. Yeah. He is the Black Sabbath of movies. Absolutely. That's awesome. <laughs> That's the nicest compliment I could give anyone. I'll cry the day he dies. It'll oh happen. man. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he's immortal. If if any if it wasn't Prince, maybe it's uh yeah. maybe it's Jackie Chan. Maybe he's got it. I don't know. So there you go, our top 5. Uh now let's talk about some shitty movies.
2: Let's uh Talk about some more Shokusugi.
0: Yeah. So if you don't know right now uh, on Amazon Prime, there is, I believe, eleven episodes of Shokusugi Ninja Theater on Amazon Prime right now, and it's buried. You kind of have to. You have to search for it. They're not. They're not putting it in any of the categories that you can go to. Uh, so make sure you you get out there and watch the Shokusugi bullshit. We might have talked about it a little, bit. we'll re- recap. Uh, basically what happens in ninja theater is he comes out, hello, I'm Shokazugi. Yeah. And then oh, grabs hi.
2: Yeah, you caught me uh being a ninja. Being a ninja. <laughs> that's what I think we it really gotta That's what happens. You you are like, wait, what? Shokazugi, Ninja Theater, and then you start it and you are oh hi there it's Uh, like
0: the guy you walk into the den and he's reading a book and then tells you a story except for he is being a fucking ninja while you catch him (laughs)
2: being a ninja yeah it's like yacht rock like oh hi you've captured me and my wife getting a divorce (laughs) only it's not that it's like oh hi i'm just being a ninja over here in front of this huge golden buddha thing right and uh, then he tells you about a ninja weapon and Mm -hmm. he like kills some people with it you're like whoa and he's, he's as excited about it as he's excited about anything. In other, other movies, he's happy. He's smiling when he's killing these people. Nobody's ever had he's as much He's
0: got mascara on, of course.
2: Nobody's ever had as much fun being a ninja right. as Shokasugi has. And uh, then he's like, oh, here's a movie. That the Robin finest was,
0: of kung fu films is what he
2: says. Sure. <laughs> and then you're like, wait, is it a ninja movie or a kung fu movie? And sometimes it's neither. Right. <laughs> other times it's one or the other and sometimes it's both <laughs>
0: right <laughs> it's pretty confusing and they are not the finest of kung fu movies these, these are
2: bad movies. like yeah you have golden harvest sort of at the top of your hong kong imports mm-hmm. uh shaw brothers used to be the top they're sort of second tier at this point behind right. uh, golden harvest and then there's a number of uh other studios that sort of do some wacky stuff and then there's like the Z budget movies of Hong Kong, and that's right. what these fucking things and, are.
0: And with a couple Filipino films in there as well. Yeah. Uh let's start out with uh talking about the first one that we're going to review. Uh The Dumb Boxer is what it's called. I think I believe it's episode four. Volume four. Volume four of Shokusuki Ninja Theater. Uh there's no ninjas in this one.
2: There's no ninjas in this one. There is Kung Fu in there this is. one. There is.
0: Uh-huh. Uh this is very Shaw Brothers esque storytelling. Yes. Uh period piece, uh feudal Japan no, this timeline. China. China, whatever. Uh you know, shantytown type filmmaking uh set pieces where there's a kid who is mute. He's not dumb as in stupid. We went on this talk, whole yeah. thing on where the 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 entomology of the word dumb comes from sure uh dumb believe it or not actually means can't speak that, cannot that speak it's not stupid people we adapted well, it to stupid people in
2: the uh 19th century stupid is also like third or fourth incarnation of retarded right or handicap. like retarded will be stupid in a 100 years you'll be allowed to say it, right
0: but the word dumb at no point meant, meant stupid it did it meant you could not speak you were mute yeah. so it's actually mute boxer uh, but he ends up in prison as a child and with his uncle who is like sort of Obi-Wan Kenobi-ish.
2: He's very Obi-Wan Kenobi-ish, and I guess he's he their uncle. He has magic, doesn't
0: he? He has he has Kung Fu magic. Pretty much. But the dumb boxer learns it and then never fucking uses it.
2: Kind of uses it at the end.
0: A little, but anyways, he comes back and he finds his sister.
2: So he has a sister they're super poor. They have a mom. I guess she like dies or something. Right. Then they're with their uncle. That's very unclear what happens huh, to their huh, parent.
0: Right. Uh, they went and got smokes and never came back.
2: And then they're with their uncle, who's a kung fu wizard. Right. And then uh, he doesn't allow the main bad guy to just be this sort of land pirate. Mm-hmm. So they throw him in jail. <laughs> right. With his nephew, who like, is like you're eight going years old. To, <laughs> You're going to prison, old man, and that kid's going with you. Little boy. And so they train uh, in Kung Fu for 10 years or uh-huh. something like that, and then he dies in jail. They're like, well, I guess you're out, kid. Yeah,
0: you, you're, your caretaker is gone, or you were the caretaker, so now you have no job. I don't know, but get out yeah, of here.
2: Yeah, you're not in prison anymore. Congratulations. <laughs> you're 18. Now you're an adult, and you're in prison forever. No, you're gone. Um, <laughs> I don't get it. But anyway... He's then goes to a restaurant, because why wouldn't you? Uh-huh. And uh, this lady's getting hassled by a drunk dude, so he beats everybody up, and then he finds out it's his sister when she realizes he can't talk. Right. She's like, oh, where have you been? I can't leave you all of my life. Oh, wow, how about this? And uh, they're reunited, and now he has a job, but I can't remember what it is. <laughs> yeah. it doesn't. He only does the job once, so it's, it's not really anything to get fixated on. And then his sister's friend... Decides that she likes him because he beats up people nice <laughs> and uh, they get married uh-huh. and he knocks her up. Right. And he's super happy about it. And then you're like, oh, wait, the bad guy's back in this. I forgot about him entirely. Who has
0: not aged
2: Mike one you. day. And then the lady is like, oh, it's my brother. And you're like, OK, what? So you're. Land pirate is your brother. The guy who got you into jail. Nobody even could make the connection. No, you should tell him that you're married to his mortal enemy and that they should stop being mortal enemies. No, instead she decides, I got knocked up by somebody else. I'm going to piss you off. It's not your baby. The only thing that's going to make you kill my brother is if I play this the wrong way. Right. So I'm going to play it the wrong way. Right. And then they... uh, go to the beach and he fucking kills his wife and his baby and his for her brother and then you're like tragedy. And you go what? The end. The end.
0: Uh yeah. No, I did not like The Dumb Boxer. I did not enjoy it. Um it's real bad.
2: It's real bad.
0: It's like mystery science
2: theater bad. It's hard to watch. Um the voice acting is so fucking that's awful. That's where I just told you the story of what we think happens Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because when you watch this one and some of the other ones as well, you, you wonder if they even really knew what the dialogue was, right? Or if they just came up with stuff that they thought was lip matching. Right. And so the story is really incoherent, but if it is what it was, it's like, this is something that could be a good story, but the rest of it is such shit. It's, it's still tough to watch.
0: Yeah. I thought it was just too slow moving. Nothing really happens. And lots of grunting, Endless grunting is, is the script, basically, because he can't talk, so he just grunts his way through it. Which I, I don't I'm not like coming from like, oh that's gross. It's just it's not good filmmaking. It's
2: and who's to say that he was even making noises in the original version of right. this? There's some Brit down in Hong Kong putting an R at the end of everything that has an A after yeah, it right. and uh making weird noises. Uh huh. Uh huh.
0: Uh, so I'm going to give Dunboxer or a do not.
2: I, yeah, it's only to the most diehard Marshall. If you're one of those people that's going to watch every Kung Fu movie, which just is to watch impossible. it, then I guess. But if I didn't really like it. No. So let's move on.
0: Next up, uh, episode eight of Shokusugi Ninja Theater uh, is Ninja Ninja
2: Age? Eight. Uh, Warrior on fire. Warrior
0: on fire. What happened between Ninja 3 and 7?
2: <laughs> well, I think in 6, he put on some uh, cloth, and in 7, it got covered in gas. Right. <laughs> I don't know what happened in 1 through 5. Right. Um, now Warrior on Fire. But now he's on fire.
0: But it's not. It's in no way related I'm, to the Shokasugi Ninja no, movies.
2: I have two words that people will immediately identify. Godfrey Ho. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Godfrey Ho made this movie. He
0: did. Uh, well, he uh, sort wait, of made this movie.
2: He'd had some ninja. He he shot some ninja footage. He for sort
0: about, of made. He edited this
2: movies. He, he edited a lot and shot very little. It's three
0: different movies
2: mashed up, at least.
0: Uh, but I, the main plot, I guess, is this: the th- shot plot.
2: Yeah, because that's how I have to describe these now. There's usually movie A mm-hmm. and movie B are shuffled into a storyline. And incoherently. Incoherently. And then the shot movie is really about 15 minutes worth of stuff that Godfrey Ho shot involving two ninjas that have a different color geese. Oh, and I'm not
0: talking about the shot movie.
2: Yeah. But that's the Godfrey Ho formula is that, and it's, sometimes it's only seven minutes, mm-hmm. to be honest. Right. Uh, but there's, and then whatever incongruencies the shuffle has are tried to uh compensated by the ninja plot line right on the side so there's always three plot lines because there's at least two movies sometimes five uh <laughs> and there's always two guys dressed like ninjas who were definitely not ninjas
0: who are they're generally westerners they're on the opposite team because they're wearing different colors different,
2: well color coding helps with ninjas because right. you don't get confused <laughs> I've always said that. Uh, wait, which one am I? I just, it's been it's always been easy in my life that I'm on the red ninja team. Right. I don't get confused that way.
0: What if you both show up as the red ninja? Like,
2: dude. Well, you have to wait around for another color ninja because you're on the same team. <laughs>
0: you're right. Whether right, you right.
2: like him or not. Right. You're like, oh shit, I don't really like Steve, but we're both wearing red. So we're oh, on my, the same team. My white was in the wash.
0: I'm red ninja this week. Yeah, And then it's really bad when you get the white and red mixed up in your laundry and then you become pink ninja. Oh, fuck.
2: <laughs> well, actually, that's been a strategy of some. There's a whole pink ninja clan. Right. Because they got tired of other ninjas stealing their white clothes. Uh-huh. Like, Well, nobody wants to be a pink ninja. So they ask you to borrow your red one and then they wash all their uh, geese with your red geese and turns all their stuff pink. So nobody will steal and
0: it. And you're permanently on the pink team.
2: Yeah, you're on the back. pink team at that. You point. can't go back. Yeah, but at least you're not going to get your geese stolen. Right.
0: <laughs> because eventually everybody ends up on the pink team.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but
0: Queen Bee is, is the protagonist here for the most part. Sure. I don't know what happens to her at the beginning. I can't remember. but some She gets uh, beat up or something.
2: Her and her sister are raped. Her sister dies from it. Yeah, right. And then she decides... I need she to needs, be a ninja. I need to do some revenge ifying But she's never a ninja. She no,
0: just becomes kung fu lady. She
2: becomes an assassin. Yeah. And then there's a another side plot with What is the other side plot in this? There's like a second set of dudes that are just sort of fighting each other and they just they don't have enough that they even work for it so it's all this weird off-putting dialogue you're like oh oh, i just need a fight here from another movie right these guys are here now and then the black the shot plot in this one involves a pow or two guys that used to be in the military right Right. and so
0: it's who invaded what appears to be they just like the u.s military invaded japan in the seventies, I guess that's what it appears to, it be, appears going to on. be going on.
2: Um, but it's got this whole, like th- usually the shot plots in Godfrey Ho movies aren't as big as this one. Uh-huh. It's the, the other movie that he sort of spliced into this queen bee thing wasn't very good. So there's only so much of it. And so he had to compensate by actually shooting more movie. Mm-hmm. So he's got a, like an actual story with the ninjas this time. Like, and they're, one of them's not even a ninja, he's an army guy. You are right. Like there's a soldier and then his former comrade that he was always worried about being a dickhead turns goes full dickhead, and now he's a red ninja. Uh-huh. And
0: the the natural progression of of post military uh uh career choices, you know. Yeah. All I I'm I'm pretty sure everybody after they come home, uh it just becomes a ninja. Like that's it's better but than you, the VA, right? Hey,
2: either, you know, push paper at a desk. Mhm. Or you go full ninja. Right. Those are your options. The
0: benefits are better in the ninja program.
2: Well, you get the excitement. Right. (laughs) The excitement of dressing up as a ninja. And
0: better healthcare.
2: And also, your voice gets muffled. Uh Which is the only time that that I've actually noticed this in a Godfrey Home movie. Like, somebody else... He had a loose cannon run in the audio this time. So, the Red Ninja... That's
0: absolutely right, because it's all dubbed. So somebody went into the microphone studio, the microphones. That's what they call it in the industry uh, uh, and put their hand over their fucking face to do all their dialogue. So you can hardly hear this person whenever they're talking so that it seems like they're wearing a mask. It's so dumb.
2: It's not like that in the other Godfrey Ho movies. So You're just like, so, you know, he's sort of pissed off about it. Right. God damn it, Bill. What are you doing?
0: This loose cannon. Uh, audio recording guy. And this guy
2: is like, he's an artist. He's like, man, I'm just... Did you feel the realism there? Right. And he's like, do you watch my movies, you stupid asshole? <laughs> do you watch any of them? You fucking dickhead. <laughs> realism, you fucking asshole. Uh, yeah, so then you've got this whole revenge thing. She does it. There's like supernatural business in the middle of this No, one.
0: she has...
2: Spooky ghost powers. Yeah, she... She can summon ghosts at any time. Once.
0: Once. (laughs) Via the power of her karate, which the spooky ghosts don't actually even do anything. They just fly around and scare you into, like, coming outside. Yeah. Where she arrests you.
2: Uh Uh-huh. And the same actress was in another Godfrey Ho movie that we saw that was supernatural. So I think he just grabbed a scene from that one Maybe. and just tossed it in the middle but of this except one. Except
0: for when the dude comes out of the building, she's wearing her, uh, her outfit that she wears when she does vigilante shit and she's got the tattoos. So,
2: well, any cut is, uh, could possibly be another movie, yeah. but
0: it's the same actor. That's what I'm saying is like oh. when, when the spooky ghost attack this guy, it's the same guy that comes out and talks to the, that's the link. Oh. So I don't even fucking know. Huh. Uh, but it doesn't fit in any way. She never uses the spooky ghost powers ever again. She just kicks guys from then on out. Uh, it doesn't make any goddamn sense. None. Uh, she's great. She is a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I. I it's one of those rare instances where I don't really like the plot because it's so cliche. Um, the revengeifying plot and also the ninjas. I kind of just am like, get out of here, ninjas. I I don't have time for you. I want Queen Bee to go around and kick a bunch of ass. I
2: kind of want to see the movie he started with instead of what he's done here.
0: Right. Um, It's like coffee, but she's much more kick ass than coffee.
2: Yeah. But anyway, you have... Then, of course, it's going to... The three plot lines are going to all have a fight scene that is Mm -hmm. the ending. Right. And then... Usually it's uh, movie B first, movie A second, and then the shot movie third, which Mm -hmm. is what happens here. The end of the Queen B thing takes a while. Right. Good fighting there. Yeah. Uh, Sounds horrible. It does. Uh, And then the ninja shit happens again, and you're like, wait a second. There's a white ninja now. Uh Uh-huh. And that white ninja actually showed up a little while ago, but you're like, wait, white ninja? Because I actually thought he wasn't going to do the two-colored ninjas. Because he had a soldier and a, and a red ninja. I thought that was going to be good enough for him. But he's, he just he can't had help to, himself. He
0: had to tie the plot in. That white ninja is supposedly her friend. Yeah. Even though it never
2: happens. It doesn't have any other connection. And he's just like, white ninja, I'm fucking dead.
0: Yeah. He's, he's <laughs> like, hey, guys. <laughs> ah,
2: yeah, And you're like, what? And I guess it's like, oh, I did this to save you, soldier guy who's maybe in love with the lady that is a queen bee. But you can't. Do it because they've never met on screen, they've never met on screen, <laughs> <laughs> and it's over,
0: yeah. In the end, yeah. Uh, I liked Warriors of Fire quite I a just,
2: bit. I like Godfrey Ho movies, I do
0: too. Um, I think that this may be my favorite Godfrey Ho movie it, over The Last Shark, like it's that close. I really love The Last Shark. This is a lot of fun, yeah. I really enjoyed it.
2: I, I enjoyed this one too. I think there's one of the Richard Harrison ones that I like a little bit better. And that I'm going to, even though it says it's not a Godfrey Ho movie, the next one we're going to talk about, I liked better, too. Right. And I'm almost certain it's a Godfrey Ho movie. Yeah, but we and can't
0: declare that because we
2: have no evidence of just it. just has, because of the whole Godfrey Ho business and how little people know about it, mm-hmm. that, well, we found another alias for Godfrey Ho.
0: Right. Possibly.
2: Possibly. Possibly. Or he was, it would be hard if he had such a big fan that was able to emulate him exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, uh, Warrior Fire is due for me. I assume due for himself. Due for me. Uh, episode 11, I believe. Of volume 10. Volume 10 of Shokasugi Ninja Theater is Ninja versus Ninja. Ninja versus Ninja. Uh, wowie, wow, wow.
2: It has to be Godfrey Ho, but we're not absolutely sure.
0: If it is, this is a masterpiece. This thing's nuts. This is his Citizen Kane. This if is, that's the case.
2: There's six movies here. Yeah. And the shot movie is this shitty and nonsensical like the, what they had to come up with to tie all this crap together mm-hmm. is a stolen ninja tape.
0: The stolen ninja tapes. What is what on is, the ninja? Is it, it an actual tape or is it like scotch tape or like a cassette tape or
2: videotape?
0: Videotape. What is the ninja tape? We never find out. We
2: can't. Having watched it once and then watched it like in fast forward almost again just to remember how crazy it was. The idea of a ninja tape is something that I just, it's vexing. Is it I like? I can't get my brain around what would be, what is a ninja tape? The
0: closest thing I can think of is like a Gene Fonda workout video
2: for ninjas. See, I was thinking slow jams. Oh, okay. Like a like mixtape, mix yeah. Yeah, that's all. But, but then it wouldn't be such intrigue and it, they wouldn't be killing each other over it. It's like the ninja's secrets are on this tape. we like, this is the ninja whitewater.
0: Right, so is it just Scandal. some ninjas talking about being ninjas? Like- I don't... What the fuck is a ninja tape?
2: <laughs> We've got to get the ninja tape. We've got to get the ninja tape.
0: That's the entire fucking sort of plot. But the plot really doesn't even exist because there's so many other plots because all of these other movies have their own individual plots going on Yeah, that don't make sense. That's the thing about, like, Godfrey home movies and why I think that this may not be him is because you have taken three different movies with three different plots and tried to mash them into one plot. That really doesn't happen in this movie. Yeah. There's You're watching three different movies at the same time with individual plot lines that never really come together in Other. any way. So that, But what's fun is in these mashup movies, that's what makes the plot line incoherent where you're like, what the fuck is this movie about? Because you're trying to mash all these films. The individual plot lines in this film are incoherent.
2: They're incoherent individually. Together, they make less sense. And the only way to try to tie them together is to take two words that don't work together, ninja and tape. (laughs) And so you can't even really get confused by the movie because you're confused by the fact that there's something called a ninja tape the entire time you're watching it. But
0: everything individually is completely awesome that surrounds it. Oh, God. It's How I would like to put it is it's like watching demolition derby and professional wrestling side by side in your screen at the same time. Like it's just too much. Awesome.
2: While trucks are jumping over it.
0: Yeah. Right. Right. It's what nothing is related to each other in any way, shape or form. It's all awesome.
2: Yeah. And there's more than like, there's three movies that are heavily shuffled together, but they just, there might be seven. Yeah. Because one of the first things that happens before the title sequence is it just has this scene of this murder mob running around a hotel killing each other. You never see any of them no, again.
0: No, right. Absolutely not. It's
2: like, wait, what was what the fuck was that?
0: And then, of course, it's just like Ninja 8, there is some ninjas yeah. in the film uh-huh. who start out like, hey, Greg.
2: Color-coded ninjas.
0: Hey, it's good to see you. I uh, haven't talked to you in a while, Red Ninja. Um, what are you up to? I'm being a bad ninja. Oh, I think you should stop that.
2: See you later. Yeah, that's it. They there's a kid white ninja and he like is just ninjaing right in the forest. Just general ninja and he's business. like doo, 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 ninja, ninja, ninja. Oh hey, there's the black ninja's like oh hey, right. And then been a while. What's up? Oh, how's it going? I haven't seen you since ninja college. Right. Uh <laughs> Which actually, the one kid, the white ninja, is too young to have gone to college. He's actually, like, the white ninja looks like he's about 16. Right. And then the black ninja is like, 30. So they have an inappropriate ninja relationship. Yes, they
1: do. <laughs>
2: and uh, they do. They have that conversation. Like, oh, stop being a bad ninja. And he's like, I don't think so. Not yet. Or maybe never. I don't know. <laughs>
0: okay, bye. Bye.
2: <laughs> and then.
0: They don't fight. They don't
2: fight. They do ninja magic, though. Right. Like, one of them does, like, smoke, and the other one can, like be a sandworm a little bit and it doesn't make any sense One of them,
0: the black ninja can grow six arms
2: yeah he has more <laughs> arms that come out of his back that have swords with them already right like he has arms and swords just hidden in his back it is such ninja bullshit yeah. and then
0: bye bye i was good to see your ninja showcase right there uh <laughs> next week same time next week yeah, yeah. Uh, we're probably gonna fight then Uh, And then you've got this like cop plot line movie inside of it where there's like this family cop, family cop movie where (laughs) everybody knows everybody. They're all buddies. But then there's like some to get the ninja tape,
2: the ninja, because remember, there's a ninja tape.
0: The world's top bad guy who isn't in the film (laughs) other than to issue a command. Hey, we need to get that ninja tape. Yeah. Hire. got got the guy get the guy and so the guy comes in and tries to kill the family and all these other families because they he thinks that they've got the ninja tape
2: yeah he's trying to kill these people
0: who is one of them are just having a barbecue
2: god damn it (laughs) i think what's happening here is that he's like on the phone they know about the ninja tape we got to rub them out right so then they hire the guy Uh and he's got talisman magic
0: yes he does
2: so he's bulletproof sometimes
0: he's knife proof his tummy can't be penetrated sometimes sometimes
2: uh and he there starts killing people right and uh, Wait,
0: uh th- to I'm-
2: keep him from like everybody that knows about it maybe because the whole time i guess there's one of them that does have the ninja tape and he's not involved in any of this
0: I know who has the ninja tape. I do know who has the ninja tape. It's not tape. these people. Like he just goes and murders some people having a nice barbecue. Yeah, like they're just hanging out cooking some dick dogs. And he shows up, jumps off the roof, and starts fucking whacking guys.
2: Fucking killing everybody. Yeah. And And then, then, like,
0: like, later that night, the people who hosted the barbecue aren't really that sad about all their barbecue guests getting murdered because they're just going to go have sex. And they're like, ooh, that stuff. And then he comes in and kills them.
2: The Canadian sex scene? Yes, the
0: Canadian sex scene. That's the
2: other. They just (laughs) throw a Canadian sex scene into this movie. (laughs) And then it's gone. Right. Uh, And he is killing all these people that you just... You wonder if these other phone conversations are happening. Like, you get the guy? Yeah, I got the guy. What's he doing? He's killing a lot of people. Right. Are Do they know about the tape? Are they bad people? I think eventually I he's going to kill everybody, and so the people that know about the tape will He'll die. Them He'll eventually. get there, but he's going to kill everybody.
0: Right. Oh, he's killing me now, just yeah, so I, you know. Uh... Uh, and then, like, at some point, there's this cop buddy of the, of the family cop who's just out driving around on a date in a Jeep, and, like, these motorcycle guys come up, and they're like, hey, stop right there. And it, they're, it's like a freaking stare down, like, get out of the road. And then they start just shooting him up, and he's dead, and he's not even related to the Oh, the guy the that the tape. Jeep
2: date? Yeah. Yeah, there's a guy that looks like, this other side story. It's like, oh, now Don finally has a girlfriend. And they're like, oh, yeah, let's go on a Jeep date. And they're, like, driving around in a Jeep. And they're like, hey, there's some people on the road. And they get fucking shot to death. Right. And they're gone. They're gone. <laughs> what the fuck?
0: then the brother of this talisman murderer guy is fucking looney tune he is he's gone off the deep end his entire life but at some point he had a girlfriend
2: <laughs> this oh god
1: who
0: died yeah i don't remember what she died of but now he's a broken man inside <laughs> because His girlfriend clearly out of his league with one exception. (laughs) (laughs) Just the first. She's cross eyed. She's cross eyed. Fake cross eyed. Actor cross eyed. And it's so dumb. It's like Bugs Bunny cross yeah Like, oh, come on. <laughs> and they keep
2: going back to this picture like it's a sad thing and you see it and you're just like snot shooting out <laughs> of your nose because it's such a funny picture. <laughs> and then they do a love scene with the two of them and she has a hard time keeping her eyes crossed right. through the whole thing and it's just goofy as fuck. Uh, you're like, so oh weird. my god. And then what are they even going to do with this guy anyway?
0: I, well, they <laughs> managed to go someplace with him <laughs> yeah. because eventually... He sees an actress on TV, like a, a a soap opera star, and thinks that she's his girlfriend. So he goes through this elaborate obsession, an elaborate obsession with her, basically of jerk off magazines, and then wants to meet her. So he kidnaps the cop's son in a in a fucking hospital room because yeah. the kid got exploded by the his brother. Uh-huh.
2: And he must know something about the ninja tape. he knows
0: about the ninja tape. Uh. And so then, like, this guy holds up the family, the kid, with a bomb to his chest, like, bring me this actress, because she's my girlfriend, even though I know she's not, because I'm addressing her as a different name than what my girlfriend's name is. And she comes in, and she's like, this guy's fucking grody. Yeah. And he's like, huh? wait, you're not my girlfriend? Uh-huh. Duh. And then they push him out the window, and he blows up. He blows up. <laughs> After witnessing his brother Talisman Warrior fall to his death off yeah. of a after a fight scene on top of a roof with the worst dummy ever,
2: and we have to say that the Talisman guy that wears the talisman to be bulletproof, uh-huh. he puts another talisman on his head, and you're like, okay, now he's double bulletproof, right? But he gets shot; it's, and it's it like kills him negative. ultimately. <laughs> it's like maybe you shouldn't have gone with the second talisman; that canceled the first one out. Right. Did you read him? Did you read them first? That happened?
0: Oh, man. I love Ninja vs. Ninja. Yeah. And eventually, to spoil the re-ending, the ninja tape gets found on some guy.
2: They have a ninja fight that carries on for a lot longer than it normally does. With
0: ninja magic.
2: With ninja magic that's crazy. And it seems like they've worked themselves into this bizarre stalemate. Uh Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, the white ninja just, like, hits him with a bunch of exploding ninja stars, and he's dead. He... But then he turns in to Obi-Wan and just like, boof, empty gi. Like he's Obi-Wan now. With a ninja tape and on the And then the ninja tape, maybe. Because the guy, the white ninja reaches in and he grabs something and you're like, is that a tape? The
0: only thing that it, it could, be, could is be is the ninja tape. But it
2: doesn't really look like it's a tape. It even. doesn't. Oh. oh, it
0: is loosey-goosey banana bullshit. Ninja versus ninja is fan fucking tell. Ninja versus ninja is hilarious. It's a total do.
2: Loved it. Yeah. And it ends with the music from Rambo 2. Yeah, right. Which is where the other thing where I'm just like, I have to accuse it again of being a Godfrey home movie because he's a known violator right. of stealing music yeah. that's and not that
0: his. Uh, there's a sequence where that uh, I can dream
2: about yeah. you
0: song is playing uh-huh. like it's part of the fucking score. Nope.
2: You no, stole that, you dick. You stole that, you stole dick. That, you dick. <laughs> and. You, why this part of the Rambo theme at the end? This is the middle of the Rambo theme at the end of your movie. I don't even get one.
0: Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, I totally loved it. So there you go. Two from us. Uh, next up on the Karate Unspecial, Martial Arts Unspecial, whichever whichever side of that debate you're on, dear listener, uh, be on Team Justin. Karate Unspecial. It sounds cooler. Um we're gonna finish up at uh Gary DeVore film story, even though there's no karate or martial arts in it and at all.
2: Jackie's gonna show back up.
0: Yeah, so we've already recorded all that, so we're gonna tap that on here for you to finish up. All right, so let's pick this up where we were last week. Uh film stories, uh the story of one Gary DeVore. I'm just going to recap just a little bit. Gary Devore uh, was a screenwriter. Wrote uh, the Raw Deal, uh, Showdown in Little Tokyo, which we did an episode sure. on. Uh, Passenger 57, Always Bet on Black. Seems
2: like he's involved with the Learners a little bit. The Learners. Oh, well, Abby and, yeah, Abby and David. Because that wasn't the sudden death wasn't that one of them?
0: Uh, yeah, Van Dam. I believe yep. he.
2: They Time cop and I, I don't know. I mean, I'm dry. I should have looked that up, but whatever. They seemed like they were crossing paths with him when uh, he was crossing paths mm-hmm. with Van mm-hmm. Dam. So.
0: And uh, we ended the story with the discovery that his last film that he uh, wrote and he was going to direct uh, was about uh, American operatives in Panama who were uh, trying to steal archival footage from Manuel Noriega of of U.S. officials getting uh, peed on.
1: Wait a second! You said
2: the oh last wait film he the last was time was sexual do? activity. They're doing well, golden showers now. Well, I mean, you know, if that's okay, your thing. No, we got to go. Golden showers. I
0: don't have any evidence of golden showers. Okay, I have not seen any of these U.S. officials' porns tapes that Manuel Noriega filmed. Sorry, so, okay, I well, couldn't go that far down the rabbit hole of my research.
1: What? He doesn't have a YouTube account. No, Manuel Noriega's
2: dead, Jackie. <laughs> He's no longer a dictator, but in the eighties he was. Oh. All right, so. Because if it was, then I guess we could call it the Panamanian special Ooh,
1: mm, yeah.
2: when you're a clandestine uh, operative who decides, you know what? Go ahead and pee on me. <laughs> just, let's just, try it. Let's just I know it's already hot. I'm already sweaty. Let's just see what the chemistry does yeah, let's here. See what it feels like. Let's just see what it does.
0: That's where we pick things up. Now, the calls to Gary's house and his wife, uh, Wendy, his final wife, uh, the call started from the CIA had started to slow down. Sure. Uh, but in May of 1997, one man began constantly calling the house. Was and
2: it Chuck Barris? No,
0: I don't know. I don't, she doesn't know. Uh, she just did the thing that Gary told her to do, which was ignore it, uh, take a message, tell him I'm out.
2: Let it ring three times. If it rings again, I pick it up. Right. Right. Indeed.
0: Uh She says, after he disappeared, things just didn't add up. What? He
1: disappeared? What do you mean by that? Well,
0: here we go. Prepare yourselves. Okay. Prepare thyself for insertion into controversy. Okay. On the night of June 28th, 1997, Gary was driving home through the Mojave Desert, the final draft of the Big Steel on a Toshiba laptop in the seat of his Ford Explorer next to him. Mm. He'd spent the week with actress Marsha Mason.
2: I already know what's going to happen. Uh, okay. He bought an Explorer, <laughs> and he <laughs> died from it. <laughs>
1: no, that, that's not where this story's going. Well, nice to try.
0: Uh, he spent the week with actress Marsha Mason to work on the script in Santa Fe, but was returning home to L.A. He never arrived. Within with within a week of his disappearance. Men from the FBI, CIA, NSA, and DOD arrived at Wendy and Gary's home in Santa Barbara. Uh, after an official went into his office, the computer was wiped of information. Uh, DeVore's remaining research material disappeared during this mm-hmm. period.
2: And one of the officials was like, I'm chucked. Everybody else is gone. Why don't you just pee on me? I know it's it's hot. I I almost did a
0: white Russian spit take right there. (laughs) (laughs) Which doesn't work very well on audio because you just get your mic messy. (laughs)
2: You're like, oh, no, we just bought these. (laughs) Uh,
0: Wendy put up a $100,000 reward. Talk shows picked up The Disappearance. It was featured on America's Most Wanted.
2: Oh, my God. And
0: Lisa Gibbons even brought in a psychic who claimed Gary was working at a Kmart in Alabama.
2: The only person that knows what really happened is Art Bell, and he died. Yeah, right. Maybe. Who's Art Bell? What?
0: That's a topic for another time. Yeah. Uh, We're not doing a film story on Art Bell, but we might. That would
2: take 10 episodes. Yeah, right. This might as well.
0: Nearly a year went by before Wendy gave up hope of Gary returning. She withdrew the reward. The first week of July 1998 fully told her that the psychic was full of shit. Oh, really? Yeah, he wasn't it, it he,
2: he wasn't actually psychic. A
0: an elite Hollywood member didn't go start working at Kmart in Alabama. I mean, well, what, what would be your motivation? I'm out. I've had it with this LA lifestyle. I'm going to Kmart in Alabama.
1: And at this well, time Well, you no, know, he had she hired a private detective to go to every fucking Kmart in no, Alabama. Do you have a guy looking Gary for this guy
0: resembling Gary o and Steph? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Is okay, where's Gary? Is that the Gary? He's that's 16. not the Gary. He works in sporting goods. Yeah.
2: Hi, I'm right. Gary. No,
1: that's what? not him. So there's
2: it. no Gary here, really. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to pee on me? <laughs> I know it's hot.
1: <laughs> I hear you have camcorders on sale for ninety nine ninety nine.
2: high eight, <laughs> high eight camcorders. Can you send an email to Manuel Noriega? <laughs> exactly.
1: Uh, the body of
0: Gary Devore. Along with the explorer, were found in a California aqueduct, based off a tip from an amateur detective. Oh,
2: what's an amateur detective? Because that's something that. that really needs to be discussed. Table okay, I'll, that. I'll table
0: that. Uh, his Toshiba laptop was not in the car. Oh, nor was his gun or ammunition, which had been under the seat. Ah,
2: does, do we know what he what he was packing?
0: No, I don't actually. What do you think? Probably a bazooka.
2: Well, I would just guess it's either a thirty-eight.
1: It, it I'm seems saying like it's a
2: forty-five. Under, under the seat guns are almost always either a Glock or a three fifty-seven. Uh, People like to keep the forty-five in the house. 38s 38. thirty-eight. You just get a three fifty-seven. Mm. You don't want to. You don't want to shoot through a wall. I mean, Jesus. yeah. And then if you're John. Popper from uh, Blues Traveler. You're under the, <laughs> the seat gun is half of the military <laughs> arsenal of the United States of America. Marine have, may have not gotten from Manuel Noriega. He was like, "Was it a, you ask him, is it a 38 or a Glock or or not a 38, or 357 or a Glock?" And he's like, "Well, just four of each and then some other stuff."
0: The following is an audio recording of Wendy of Wendy on CNN's Burden of Proof
2: with Greta Van Sustren? Yes, Greta Van Susteren. Yeah. Uh, Gret- I actually met her once. Oh, really? Yeah, and I was like, you're going to pee on me? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't meet her, and uh, that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> but you can imagine. But I just got to keep working in the golden shower, so whatever.
0: Uh, van Susteren. Now, he left Santa Fe and was traveling, obviously, to California. Were there any sort of tell signs along the way? Did he stop for gas? Devore. Yes, we recreated his route based on his gas receipts and his cell phone use. Remember, when you travel under, when you use a cell phone, it bounces off the nearest cell. So that is how we were able to ascertain that he was on Highway 14 south of Mojave when he called me at 1238 a.m. Gary called me very frequently. It was not unusual. Was the 115 a.m. call also, you said that was the last call you received from your husband. Was that reflected in the cell phone records? DeVore, no. It never came through on any of the cell phone records, nor did it come through on any of the calling card records from our usual phone. Fancestrin. Uh It seems unusual that you would recall the time. Why do you know that this phone call even occurred, or your memory may, be not, may not be playing a trick out? DeVore. That's what uh, the police also asked me. I was home. It was a Saturday night. I was watching an HBO show that runs from uh, 12 midnight to 1 a.m., uh i know what show that is
1: is that the red shoes
0: diary no it's that uh it is a it a is house? a sex show no 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 it's that one where they just tell weird stories oh, about sex um, people yeah the, the people that's real takes. sex yeah real sex
2: where the lady put the baked beans in yeah. a bikini <laughs> in her pants. and she was like this is quite nice <laughs> you're like i bet it would be
1: <laughs> and i like and then, baked beans
2: then they start peeing on each in other
0: pants. <laughs> uh When he called me at 1240 a.m., I was very involved in the show. Uh I know what involved means. And I said, let me call you right back at the end of it. It's over at 1 a.m. And he knew the show, and he said, okay. So at 1 a.m., I called him back three times on the cell phone. He was traveling with my cell phone. I knew the range capabilities and the amount of hours that it would charge. Uh, There were no problems in any of those areas. I called him back three times between 1 a.m. and 1.10. Let the phone ring a long period of time each time he did not answer. Mm. I did not get the tape that says the subscriber is out of the area, nor does my cell phone have the kind of little window that tells you when you missed calls. At 1.15 a.m., my phone rang, and the first thing he said to me was, was that you calling me, sweetie? Now, how would he know that that was her calling him if it doesn't have the missed call window, uh-huh. and it's sitting right next to him in a car, supposedly? Uh-huh. Hmm. Uh, was that you calling me, sweetie? Which I later understood when I realized that something terrible had to happen, that he had heard the phone and he was letting me know he heard it. He did not elaborate on it by saying I didn't answer it for this reason or I couldn't get to it for that reason, which is what he normally would have done. Van Sester, was there anything peculiar about that conversation that makes you think that maybe he wasn't alone or anything bizarre about the 115 call? DeVore, yes, I'm certain that this was not a normal phone call. When he called me and he said, was that you trying to call me, sweetie? And I said, who else would it be at 1 a.m. in the morning? He then slid past that and didn't answer. And I said, Gary, where are you? And he said, I'm past Barstow. And Uh-oh. What happened to Barstow?
2: The pan. It's really hot there. <laughs> All refreshing. of a sudden, 98.6 is really, like, refreshing. <laughs>
0: And that would have been a normal response as I didn't know the names of smaller towns in the desert. So I said, oh, you'll be home in three and a half or four hours. And he said something like that. Gary was a very precise person and he wouldn't answer me in generalities, especially if he was traveling. He knew what his schedule was. And I said, well, I'll tell you what, I'll wait up for you. And he said, don't do that. And this man had not seen me in a week. And we had a very close marriage and a new marriage. And normally he would have been flirtatious. And I said, well, you know, you want to take a shower. You've been driving a long time. We'll take a shower. And he said, whatever. Then I said to him, well, I'll go out. I'll open the gate, which I did about 430. And I, he basically did not say he loved me when he hung up the phone. I, I said to him, are you tired? He said, no, I'm pumping pure adrenaline here. I thought that this was, that was a large answer to a small question. This is a man who deals with words for a living. He knew exactly what he was saying. When he said, I'm pumping pure adrenaline here, I got very alarmed in some way. I didn't understand why. And then he simply said, see you later. That was the last time she ever spoke to him.
1: Mm. Mm. So it's, I know it's always hard when you look back on things and you know the outcome. You can kind of scrutinize things a little bit more, but it seemed like he was giving her all of the the cues. I can't yeah.
0: tell you something. Uh, yeah, I want you to know something.
1: It, don't you think you would have called the police? Like, Well, you can't. I mean, what, if you call the police, what are you going to say? Hey, my husband. He's on route, blah, blah, blah. He's yeah. in danger. Uh-huh.
2: And then you say the word barstow, and they're like, oh.
1: oh that's a lot of
0: pee. It's a lot of pee. <laughs> I'm good on the pee right now. I can't do that.
2: And in terms of the grand scheme of things, where he's driving through is one of the uh, largest meth highways Mm -hmm. in the United States of America. Right.
0: Wendy immediately believed that the lack of I love you was a code that something was wrong. When Gary disappeared, she immediately believed he'd been abducted. The fact that the call didn't come through on their cell phone records only seasoned that suspicion. Back to the private investigator, the private investigator, the amateur detective that found Gary's
2: body.
1: Now, was she? Was this amateur detective? Were uh, what, they hired by the wife? Well, let's okay. Go down that, Jackie.
2: Is what is an amateur detective? Because mm-hmm. I would consider myself an amateur detective, right? right. Um, I know. I can. I can decipher things. I can investigate. Sure. I can be a judge of character. Uh huh. I can say, I see that person. And I can smell
1: pee. (laughs)
2: That I should not ask them to pee on me. 99% of the time, I'm right.
0: Douglas Crawford, an unemployed attorney from San Diego. After an entire year of rescue teams, searchers, private investigators, all looking for Gary, including America's Most Wanted, uh, and specifically in the aqueduct... Old Doug claims he found part of a headlight assembly that had a Ford Explorer part number on it.
2: Well, I mean, it could be any small truck that Ford built over a 17-year period. Correct. But, so
0: he did what anybody does. He sent an email to Gary's publicist saying he found Gary DeVore.
2: Oh, that's good. But he is at least an attorney, right?
0: Unemployed attorney. What
2: doesn't matter, he has some background in investigation
0: okay all right here we go all right uh now this is the part uh that uh that you won't hear on the news i had it d- i dug into this This is
2: where they all start pissing on each other this is
0: this is my investigative journalism here oh. I, I chased douglas crawford
1: down okay so technically you're an amateur detective. i am an
0: amateur detective from cbs news i want to know how the hell he knew said a shaken winnie devore gary's widow And I want to know who he is, and I want to know if he was interested in that information, why he didn't come forward sooner. Mrs. DeVore described how Crawford sent a fax that was an absolute, extremely detailed blueprint for every single thing that had to have happened for Gary's car to have been in the very place that we all looked a year ago. Santa Barbara Sheriff's Department Sergeant Mike Burridge denied Crawford was ever a suspect and said... The agency, in fact, had pursued Crawford's information as soon as it was received.
2: Wait a second, Santa Barbara. Yeah. Okay, wait. That's fucking so
0: north uh-huh. of. That's like he sent an email to Gary Crawford's publicist, and the publicist called the cops, which in are in Barbara, Santa Barbara,
2: not where Gary's car was found. ISP, which, right? Or not ISP? Chip. Uh, chips, she, she could have called, right?
0: Who this? Yeah, Douglas Crawford, but he didn't. He didn't call anybody. He sent an email to Gary Car- Gary Devore's publicist.
2: Well, that sounds like a cash grab to me. Hmm. Uh,
0: Burridge then goes on. You can't have a suspect if you don't have a crime. We don't have any evidence to suggest there is a crime.
2: Yeah. So
1: okay. at this order- point, do they take this guy, this amateur detective, Douglas Crawford? Do they go back and look at this area? Because it kind of sounds like they did. Well, that's how it, they found the car. Okay. So they so th- did they find the body at this time? We
0: will get to that.
2: So the other thing is is that it's just weird. Like, police-wise, you got to call Chips, and Chips' worst canvas area is down by Barstow. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's worse areas, and it's the Salton Sea. Mm-hmm.
1: And... They get into the meth pretty good down there, right? Yeah, so is the when you're saying getting into the meth, do you mean like currently or back in the 80s?
2: Historically, for the area, as long as meth has been a thing, the Salton Sea and the inland empires had a real problem with it.
1: Okay, so and like, what did you say? This was 1997? Yeah,
2: 97 is when okay. Gary uh, went
1: missing. So it, this, this is a year later. So this is 1998. when, when they, Right. When they find okay. that. Yep.
2: This is when California had a problem with crystal meth that the other parts of the country had not yet had.
0: Okay. In fact, to be exact about the timing, Jackie, he sent the email on the one year anniversary of Gary's disappearance.
1: So he's a fucking creeper.
0: Which is strange. Yeah, it's but a, if
1: he's a creeper, how did he know
2: where
0: well, Gary was?
2: Maybe like, he
1: killed him. That's what I'm thinking right he now.
2: he jacked his meth. Hmm.
0: Okay, about Crawford, we're going to back up and and go into his history. The amateur sleuth graduated from law school in 1996, passing the bar on his first try. He then promptly sued his school, California Western School of Law in San Diego, alleging he had received a substandard education.
2: Well, it does mean whale's vagina.
0: (laughs) Oh. That oh. has nothing to do with him suing his school, mm-hmm. who Universi- graduated a guy who passed the bar on the okay, first wait, try and on. then said, I didn't get a good enough All education. Right. Wait,
2: USD or San Diego State? California Western School of Law. Oh, not San Diego. In, it's in San Diego. Okay, but University of San Diego is one of the best law schools. In the sure, country.
0: but he went to California Western School of Law.
1: I don't know, um, my sister passed the first time she went through.
0: Did she then say, I got a shitty education and I'm no, suing cause you? No, because she
1: went to a private school that was super butthole right? expensive. It doesn't matter which school you went to, if you passed the bar on your first try,
2: apparently the place you went to wasn't right. so bad. Right,
0: which sounds to me like he's a cash grabber at this point.
2: And I, a meth head.
0: I investigated them, and they are making representations that are not true, he said. The case was dismissed, but Crawford is appealing. That same year, now, he, I... I, I didn't do a good job there. Uh, Crawford was appealing. That was the last I could find out about this this case, but uh, who knows what happened. That same year, Crawford sued Continental Airlines after he missed his flight from Honolulu to San Diego. The airline, which contended Crawford, was late to the gate, settled for $500. So That's it's his
1: fault. Not even worth... No. Yeah, at that point, give him a free ticket and 500 bucks. call good.
0: Uh, Crawford said he was disappointed so far with his 15 minutes of fame. For starters, he said producers from the television show Extra reneged. Extra. (laughs) Nice. Reneged on a promise to pay him for an exclusive interview on the show. Contention uh, Extra's officials deny. Show executives say the program does not pay for interviews.
2: I, well.
1: It seems like every show pays for an interview. No, they don't
2: pay for interviews. Extra pays for dirt. That's a very reliable. We're not interviewing you. You're telling us we decide to throw you the fucking hundred bucks or not. Right. It's not really an interview.
0: Without any proof of a crime, Crawford was no longer a person of interest by any of the agencies. Even Wendy said she no longer was suspicious of him after they talked on the phone. She said it made sense that someone with law and engineering degrees could solve the mystery of her husband's disappearance while authorities were stumped. Mm -hmm. Uh, He has an
1: engineering degree, too? Yes. Shit, this guy's got to be some kind of genius. He's some
2: kind of guy that used to have a promising future who's hooked on meth and now on a cash grab.
1: Mm.
0: Who better to take the amount of information you'd find in a newspaper article and put it together, DeVore said. I think it was a very good reasoning, and I'm proud of him. You get out of life what you put into it, and I think Douglas Crawford is in for some really special things. That's the end of Douglas Crawford. Until 2016. Oh, a San Diego attorney by the name of Douglas Crawford, who got his law degree from California Western School of Law, uh-huh. was disbarred after threatening another lawyer with a stun gun and pepper spray during the p- uh, de- deposition.
2: Well, it sounds what? like something you'd do if you were on meth. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, you just don't do that. Uh-huh. And as far as the
0: disbarment, I could care less, Crawford said. Uh-huh. It's not really a group of people I want to associate myself with.
2: Lawyers. <laughs> I want to raft. be with meth heads. I want to be with meth heads.
0: <laughs> and guys that pee on people.
2: And yeah, uh, it's hot outside.
0: Other controversial behavior landed at Crawford in the news in 2014 while he was running for San Diego Superior Court Judge.
2: No, the controversy
0: involved comments he made in 2011 when he filed a motion to get San Diego Superior Court Judge Rhonda Tap or Rhonda Trap removed from one of his cases in the motion Crawford argued the trap, a black woman and former leader of the local chapter of the indelible yes. ACP, should be removed from this case because of what he described as her permanent disability as a Negro racist.
2: Oh, that's, uh, that's, a, that's a tall tree for most other people to climb, buddy.
0: Gary Crawford or Douglas Crawford is a piece of shit. He's He's a piece
2: of human shit. Well, he probably was really promising before he got hooked on the map.
0: Maybe. In October 2014, the California Bar Association brought eight charges against Crawford, alleging that he threatened to report the opposing side in 2010 civil dispute to the IRS in order to trigger an audit. All right. Uh, This is it. This is the final uh, piece of the Gary DeVore chapter. Uh, We go back and listen to our episodes uh, uh, on uh, Hawkeye. And America 3000 uh, to catch up fully. I This is important.
2: Important stuff. You need and to
0: uh, go back and make sure you're uh, uh, with all the details of the story.
2: It's sure. so important. And pink angels. To let you behind the mics with us. We what recorded that. all of it at once because it was that important. So it's almost like you're in a time machine, and you went back to when I told you I was getting drunk on two-by-fours uh-huh. three weeks ago. And now you're really drunk. And now I'm really drunk.
0: And you were sober earlier in this episode. And I'm problem. talking about people
2: peeing on each other, <laughs> and it's meth, and I'm like, oh man, it's ninety eight, is it's 105 out here, piss all over me, give me some of that crystal meth.
1: I am also slurring my words, because we did record this all in one time. Mm-hmm. I am three giant white Russians in, and now I'm on to rock rockstar vodka. So might have
2: a beer just to uh, keep your shit
1: together for the next. 20 minutes. <laughs> no, I'm super interested in this. I'm 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 get, not gonna lie. If I was a listener, I would be so on the edge of my seat. Yeah, episode and I'd one. I'd be super pissed.
2: Episode one, we got a piano dropped on us. Yeah. And episode two, we got the stereotypical fallen from grace meth head involved in the story at around the same time that California was having that huge problem before everybody else. And now Mm -hmm. where
0: do we end up? Well, to catch everybody up, uh, Gary DeVore, the writer of, uh, raw deal showdown, a little Tokyo time cop, sudden death, uh, dogs of war, uh, with, uh, Chris Walken, uh, died, uh, somehow mysteriously uh was found in his car in the california aqueduct
2: it was an explorer i still think i my money's on the explorer it, it killed just
0: him. just just said fuck you i'm
1: a car that sucks
0: boom
2: that i'm those, yeah like the trans the Mazo transmission wasn't very good you're dead
1: he well then it was used later as a bronco no was,
2: that was the bronco too which was just as bad uh, and that was before but either way well, the transmission is the culprit. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Or <laughs> okay. it
0: could be Manuel Noriega as well, because Gary's last oh, script true. was about Panama operatives uh, going in and robbing uh, Manuel Noriega's alleged sex tape, his honey trap of uh, U.S. officials uh, getting having, golden showers, possibly, or just banging prostitutes or whatever uses blackmail. Lots of pee. Uh, here we go. Back to Gary and his autopsy.
1: And Have we- And we wonder where HPV came from. Is
0: is HPV and HIV the same thing? Got to move on. No, Trump. Whoa. Got to move on. Uh, Back to Gary and his autopsy. After taking dental records, the coroner's office determined the body behind the wheel was indeed Gary DeVore. Okay. And in October of 98, uh, CHP, chips, put out their final report. October 1998. So five months after they found the body. Okay. Disoriented from a dozen hours on the road, uh-huh. Screenwriter Gary Devore was driving the wrong direction on the Antelope Valley Freeway.
2: Ooh, not good.
0: Before he plunged to his death in the California Aqueduct, and that is the end of the mystery, until. Oh, uh, okay. So they they say basically
2: he was on meth and he was going the wrong way down the fucking yeah. Freeway.
0: He stopped for gas or something and got on the freeway, he drove it. on the wrong side for fifteen minutes fell asleep and jumped off the edge is what dodged a car CHP, probably uh, says. But no, it wouldn't somebody report that a guy no. driving down the wrong side of the Everybody road. Everybody
2: on that road is fucking high on meth. Okay. All right.
0: So that's the end of the mystery until a uh, documentary entitled the writer with no hands released in June of 2017, made by one Dr. Matthew Alford in it. A former White House official from the Reagan-George-H.W. Bush area has now confirmed to the documentary producer that DeVore harbored a deep-rooted relationship with the CIA and traveled with officials to Central America companies,
1: including Panama. Panama. Panama where
0: the alleged uh, Manuel Noriega sex tapes were uh, made. Hmm. Which
2: involved, I believe, heavy amounts of water sports.
0: Documents also reveal the relationship was investigated by the FBI. Speaking on camera, he concedes the case has the hallmarks of a cover-up. Due to the allegations, Wendy dug further, Wendy, his uh, fourth wife, uh, his widow, dug further into her husband's past, and indeed found proof that he traveled to, to Panama with a senior CIA official when he said that he was going to a location with his production team. Uh-huh. From Alford. Newspapers speculated that Gary stopped for for a break and then got back on the freeway traveling the wrong direction. However, to do this, Gary would have needed to have ignored do not enter science, fine, and driven over two miles the wrong way on the freeway without realizing Despite the crash happening at night and there being no lighting on the freeway, Gary's car headlights were found in the off position. I consequently tried driving like this, and it's horrific and impossible. Gary had worked as a professional long-haul driver, so friends and family do not believe he would have done anything daft on the road, even if he was tired.
1: Or high on math. Yeah, nobody turns off their yeah. headlights.
0: I have to stop you on. He's high on meth. A toxicology report came clear. Okay, he even had
1: if he
2: was high on meth, a guy with that much road experience probably would have been on the right side of the road. Yeah.
1: Well, even if he wasn't, I mean, nobody drives around without lighting. You
0: can't. You can't do it. Yeah. Unless you're. I mean, you could if you're on LSD and you're imagining the lighting in your mind, but I don't think that's the case here. Uh,
2: well, like yeah, LSD, especially because you just said you're gonna be like. I'm driving pretty good, but the keys are still in your pocket. <laughs> um, you're at, the guy that works at the gas stations. Like you can't stay here all night right. tapping on the window the whole time. And you're like, wait a second. This is the on-ramp to space.
1: Whatever. Flying dragon, man. Yeah, exactly. I and don't even like, have to take my keys out of my pocket to start the car. So <laughs> it'd be not, like, not a yay! 1998, in 1990,
2: like even. Okay. I'll let's say just, I'll even go that much farther. Even with the push-button assist and the keys in your pocket, you're just not going to be able to hit that button.
0: Now, Wendy, who requests, whose request to read the confidential police file was refused, agrees with Al Ford. There are things that don't add up, she said. When he called me the last time, he sounded strange and agitated. When they found him in that aqueduct, he, which had been searched already, by the way, he was wearing a seatbelt with his wallet in his back pocket. Ask anyone who knew Gary. He never wore seatbelts. And truck drivers never drive with their wallet in their back pocket. Now, I I don't know if that's a thing, but I know that I hate sitting on my wallet.
2: It sucks. And if
1: you're on a long haul, you don't want to be sitting in your
2: wallet. Goes in the passenger seat. There's a little cubby for it, right? right?
1: Yeah, wouldn't that, like, screw up your back after a while? Yeah,
0: Yeah, also... Costanza had that giant wallet, and he got a weird butt from it.
2: if If you can even get the weird butt from it, you have to go through hours and hours of, like, I've created a dead spot in my ass blood flow wise because I'm sitting on this thing that I keep receipts in for no reason. Yeah. Like how many receipts are in that wallet, buddy? 600. Oh, don't sit on that. So
0: what does it all mean? Well, the CIA is openly, openly cooperative with Hollywood. In 1996, the role of entertainment liaison officer was created to provide filmmakers with actual advice and authentic props. Chase Brandon, a CIA operative who was a special operative in Panama for Mm. 25 years, and Tommy Lee Jones's cousin. Oh, yeah. Who was all about water sports. Well, his best man was Gary DeVore.
2: His best man? Whoa. Yeah. Hmm. He was appointed to this position. A white wedding or a yellow one?
0: (laughs) Oh, no. One last thing of note. When they found Gary. There was no sign of any trauma, no broken bones, no skull injuries, nothing. Except some strange missing bits. His hands.
2: That's rough. That's a uh, that's that's real rough. He
1: yeah, was so found you got to know no hands on. Um, you got to know that that was not an accident then, so because nobody they, drives around with no hands and it's not something you forget to tell your wife Wendy like hey I I was at his this teeth were there. I was at this uh, photo shoot thing, and my hands got cut off. Yeah, they just came right off.
2: Let's think about this though. Like that's a weird thing because the hands would be identifiable if you leave the teeth in. You weren't even planning on burning him, so you cut his hands off when he was alive to punish him.
1: Possibly.
0: Thus, the title of the documentary: "The Writer with No Hands." Uh, just to add to a little a little bit more mystery, when the initial website for the documentary was launched. It was immediately taken down, and whoever did it removed all traces of the attack from the code.
2: Hmm. Yeah, no, Mm. this sounds like a deal that uh, could go back a ways.
0: Eventually, the hands were found in the river, but were incomplete. The official report stated that there were 23 bones, when actually there was only three that were recovered. These do not include Gary's deformed little finger, which would, would have been an obvious identifier. Because I, I have seen a picture of his finger. It was fucked up. He, like, jammed it hard, and his pinky, like, twisted at a 90-degree angle. Oh, yeah. uh, weird. He had a fucked-up little finger, but that was not recovered. Uh, and it was impossible to extract DNA from them because they were, quote, too old. Too old, you ask? Too old. How about 200 years too old? Well, that's a bit too old. That's the big one, folks. The coroner told Alford 20 years later... That the recovered hands weren't even divorced. What the fuck? Argo. To end Don Crutchfield, P.I.
2: Not the Crutchfield like the catalog.
0: Right, no, just Don Crutchfield, P.I. What? Crutchfield catalog?
2: Did you have any background on Crutchfield?
0: No, I didn't. But uh I I mean to a degree I did. He's he's not a person of interest in this in this ah. mystery. But he what he uh he worked for Michael Jackson and the Beatles after working as a bodyguard for Marlon Brando and Frank Sinatra. So he's okay. And was hired by Wendy. to. He was one of the PIs to try to find Gary.
2: He's in the know.
0: Yeah. He said this. If I had that script in my hand, I could tell you what happened to Gary DeVore. Oh. That is the story, folks. So was the script never recovered? The script was never recovered. The the Toshiba laptop that it was on was not found in the car.
2: Yeah, so... What we have to assume is that the truth is always stranger than fiction mm-hmm. and that Argo worked. So why would the CIA stop piggybacking off of productions in strange scenarios? Well,
0: here's the deal. If, if everything, if you are to believe in the conspiracy of Gary DeVore, it's not the CIA. The CIA is doing a task for federal officials. These federal officials don't want this whole thing exposed that they may or may not have got peed on by Manuel Noriega prostitutes and that they went in and stole, they, they did a bank job as a distraction to steal from what they were actually stealing, these these sex tapes. If that was exposed, then you've got a massive fucking uh, uh, deal. And so who better to take out the guy, the CIA? It's not the CIA has vested interest in, in these tapes. They're just doing their job. Sure. Hey, go kill Gary DeVore.
2: But why would Gary get involved in probably some sort of, Argo type recon missions where he's pretending to be a screenwriter operating as an agent and then just decide on a fucking whim that he's going to bite the hand that feeds him.
0: Well, because my understanding and I I don't I only have anecdotal evidence about this is that he was deeper into things than just a screenwriter that wanted to make a movie and did some research and called the CIA. He worked uh, in the military uh, secretly uh, and, uh, specifically at Area 52, not Area 51, but Area 52. Which and- is what? Uh, it's just an airbase. Okay. They don't have aliens at it. Well, they might have aliens at it. Who's to say? I've
2: never been they there. They might have a lot of really warm golden showers.
0: I hope they have Jeff Goldblum there to do it. Oh, uh, no, that's ooh, not. personal if fantasy. If you're going to get peed on, might as well be Jeff Goldblum,
2: right? No,
1: I wouldn't want him peeing I mean, on me. No, that would be he awful. He probably eats asparagus. Uh, he, he,
2: what, beyond that, he's going to be really a matter of fact about it. He's like... I had at least a whole pot of tea, (laughs) and now I'm going to read this newspaper to you while I pee on you, and you're like, oh, when everybody else does it, it's sort of like, oh, hot, over, shame, now I'm good. You're going to pee on me for like 38 minutes, Jeff Goldblum.
0: So in the end, so supposedly because of all this military stuff, uh, Wendy said that when he came back from his Panama trip, he was a different person. Before he was like rah rah USA USA. So that's why he speaking man. And he comes back and he's like fuck the government.
1: So how long were him and Wendy actually married? Because it four seems years. like or no no
0: not four years. Uh, they were married in uh, ninety six. So t- uh, year so and a about half-ish. a yearish, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. a little over a year. Mm-hmm. That they were actually married. It just seems like... I, I understand wanting to know what happened.
0: Well, yeah. But her is, she a died. Crash,
1: is she a cash grabber too? I don't think so. Like extending it on to... I, I don't know. Get more fame or... I, I don't
0: think so. Increase the value of his I don't, estate. I don't, I don't have any evidence of that. So I yeah. can't say yes or no, no. But it doesn't seem like it to what me. What
2: seems to me even though I went down the meth highway for a little bit and I was trying to involve other conspiracies. If it was just the Panama trip, it's the CIA picked the wrong guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They couldn't keep his mouth shut. Right. They thought he was the guy. Mm-hmm. And then, oh shit, this guy's going to sing.
1: Right. Yeah, he didn't have the mental fortitude to keep it together. Oh,
0: fuck that shit. If, if there's shit like this, he's doing, he's doing the right thing, right? He's telling people, there's some shit you guys need to know about. So America. just so the
1: government knows, Justin, is not that guy.
0: Yeah, don't come get me. But also fuck you. Uh don't get peed on and then
2: I might get do Black it. Pe- um if you're listening, just depending on how pretty the lady is that's peeing on me. Uh
0: Sarah Palin? Done. No.
2: No. I would get peed on by Sarah Palin. Megan
0: McCain? Oh, I would marry her.
1: <laughs> She's already married.
2: Oh no. Yeah, she Nicole
1: married. Kidman, I'd let her pee. Nicole on me. Kidman's not a politician. And <laughs> <Maybe> she's
2: Australian.
1: <laughs> I'd let her do it.
2: And I don't think she actually pees or poops. Oh, you got it. I gotta, think she's actually smooth now. We
0: got a we got a bungalow with the uh the didgeridoo and the yeah. the billabong her, and her plas- that translates to I am pissing in your face.
2: Yeah. Her plastic surgery has gone beyond removing her uh GI tract. <laughs> hmm.
0: Okay, gang, uh, I hope you enjoyed. Uh, be sure to write us if you have uh, uh, the actual answers to what happened to Gary DeVore and uh, where his hands went. All right, so thanks for listening. I uh, hope you enjoyed the karate martial arts. I'm putting karate before martial arts. We'll, we'll mash it up. It's Measure. like karate hyphen martial arts, like when you get married and you're a woman. You Macarate. In- yeah, makarate. Oh, karate arts. Sure. <laughs> The unspecial. Yeah. Um, Send us your emails. Talk at com. Let us know anything you want about. uh, Tell us who your all time uh, martial artist is. Yeah. We'd love to hear that. So enjoy your week. Get to the chopper.